Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into it, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and just allowing us to study it, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for imparting your wisdom onto us, Lord, Lord, so that we're able to understand your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. And thank you for for joining us as we study the word out. And for especially, I wanted to thank those that have chosen to partner with this ministry um, in every way that you've chosen to do it. By keeping us in this ministry in your prayers, by sowing into the ministry and supporting us financially, by liking the episodes, by subscribing on the no- any number of the platforms you find a day of prayer on, and by sharing the episodes with others. So they too can grow in their relationship with our Lord and Savior. So thank you. Uh, we are blessed immensely, and you know we we keep you in our prayers, especially those that support this ministry and help us to fulfill everything that the Lord has called us to do. Which the the two primary things for this ministry is to build the Lord's house and to preach the gospel throughout the four corners of the earth. So thank you for helping us to. So helping this ministry to fulfill that before our Lord and Savior. Uh, thank you immensely, and we thank the Lord for you and your heart towards Him. But the reason we're here is to get into the Word, right? So today we are still in Acts 7, and we are going to again reread verses 54 through 60. So can I get a volunteer to, to cover that, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Amen. So at this time, as is our custom, the floor is open for each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking, ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? I will. All right, I promise. Let's hear it, sir. Okay, so first, Lord, show me that bef- when Stephen said that he saw the Jesus standing at the right hand of God, that that was the opportunity to repent. And then they stopped their ears and ran in with one accord and cried out with a loud voice. And so when, the Lord, when I read that, the Lord reminded me of the Mayans and how it said that before the Spaniards had came and come and taken them over, that... There, people were having dreams that it, the Spaniards would come inside ships and demolish them. Mm. And 
So, Lord, show me that the Lord gives everybody an opportunity to come back to him. And how the minds, even the, the human sacrifices. And although it, to me, it would have been a heinous crime. And so the Lord showed me that no matter what the humans say it is, that's the Lord, they get the same amount of, they get the same opportunity to repent. Hmm. So that's an interesting perspective, right? Talking about history. That the Lord warned them, right? Sent warning through dreams and visions, like he says in his word, right? Yes. But he also gave them to, well, people, the minds, a civilization, a culture, that was in opposition, as you pointed out. They, there were human sacrifices to their gods and everything else. So the whole of society, right? Yes. Was, was living, their culture was in opposition to the Lord, but yet he still sent warning and gave them opportunity to come to him. But here's, here's the key, and this, this applies to all of us. Will we heed the warning? Will we turn? Will we acknowledge who he is? Because uh, here we are, and back to Acts, right? Stefan just gave them this whole history lesson. And at every point of this history lesson, he is pointing to Christ. He's pointing to Jesus, yes. who is the Christ or the Messiah in Jewish culture, right? Saying this yes. is who you have been searching for the whole time, right? And then yes. he spells that out towards the, the end of this history lesson, right? After talking about Moses, right? It makes it very, very clear, states it very plainly. Jesus is and was and is that I'll say that who you've been searching for there's there's no mistake and then since they don't want to hear it not only did they get receive the history lesson but they Stefan also says this is who he is and this is where he is seated well in this case standing but his place is at the right hand of the Father. And that's written throughout Scripture. So they would have and should have known. Right? Yes. So there was, again, that stubbornness, that rebelliousness, that being obstinate, refusal to accept, to receive, to just come into alignment with the Lord. People who claim to be, well, the chosen people, the people of God. And, and it's not the, just that they claim they, they are, but it's, it's those that are following the Lord, that are, will do His will. Right? Hence the yeah. scripture says, not all are Israel that are of Israel. Right? Yes. And even as if you examine the entirety of the Bible... Every time we examine the patriarchs, right, for, okay. for the U.S., the founding fathers, for Hebrew and Jewish culture, there's the patriarchs. What were they doing? They were following the Lord. 
They're being obedient to everything he said. Right? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and wait, they did it before they had the Ten Commandments, which denotes a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with God. Not just a list of rules to follow, if you will, and found in the Ten Commandments. It wasn't just a, a criterion. If I follow this checklist, it denotes a relationship with the Lord, but they actually had a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with the Lord. And there's multiple accounts of them interacting with the Lord, walking with Him, talking with Him, wrestling with Him, receiving guidance and instruction as what, to what they should say and or do, where they should go. Right? Yes. So why would we expect it to be different for us? We shouldn't. The Lord's desired the same thing throughout literally the entirety, the history, and beyond the history of the world. A personal, deep, and intimate relationship with his people, his creation. What else, sir? And then the Lord showed me that, again with the Mayans and how he didn't warn them just as the Spaniards were landing, but it was like 10 or 20 years before that. And how that they had ample time before the event actually happened. And so the Lord reminded me of even with the dreams that they're having, it was literally what happened in the physical. They saw dreams of ships and cannons. And... So the Lord reminded me of Matthew 22, verse 14, where it says, Many are called, but few are chosen. Okay. And so the Lord showed me that it's a matter of what we do when the Lord calls us. And he reminded me of when Stefan was giving a history lesson, that he was practically telling them, what you've been doing is wrong. And you can see that in 50, verses 51 to 53 where it said what what which one of the powers did you not persecute mm. and so the lord showing that when he said that he was telling them what you're doing right now is the wrong thing and that when they're they had to choose to come to the lord okay and he reminded me of saul and how he was a murderer mm. And how he reminded me that it was similar to what the Mayans, not exactly, but they still murdered people, the Mayans and Saul. Others and their own. Yes. Okay. How is that any different from Cain and Abel? It's not. Okay. The Lord literally came to Cain himself and said, hey, um, if you do what you're, you're to master, be a master over sin, right? You should yes. rule over it. If you will do it, these things will go well with you. And if you don't, sin lies at the door, waiting, right? Yes. And what happened as a result? Captivity and bondage. 
Cain had to was removed and and was lived in fear because he refused to just submit to the Lord. But in the same manner, as we're seeing in here in Acts with Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, the these false witnesses, right? And and to a point that the Charles you had brought up yesterday, they all had the same opportunity. But each of them opened up, uh, I'll say, a foothold or a place for the enemy to have a foothold in their life. Yes. And you yes. see them acting out in the same manner. So how can this be consistent throughout, well, the word? We just went to the beginning. That's in Genesis 4 with Cain and Abel. And what happened? And now here we are in Acts. So that's the entirety of the word up to this point. And, and you'll find it's the same thing throughout the entirety of the word on, as a whole. So yes. our role then is to not give the enemy a foothold. And how do we do that? Anyone? By filling yourself with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Anything else? Being obedient and listening to the Lord. Okay. Absolutely. Because sin is what? All sin is what? Disobedience. Rebellion. And, and rebellion. Rebellion. Exactly. It's saying, I'm in control, you're not God. There it is. And rebellion is as witchcraft, right? Yes. And greed is as idolatry. Which is denoting that someone or something else is God instead of God. So, worshiping false gods. To include yourself. You're trying to put your place yourself in the place of God. Right? Yes. yes. That's all sin. There's disobedience, and that's what it what it is, what it comes down to at the core of it, if we really study that out. So, yes, by just loving the Lord as demonstrated through our obedience to Him and His Holy Spirit, who's there to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, right? And all truth, wisdom, and knowledge. That is what keeps the hedge of protection about us. The Lord's already said it, but we, for our part, shouldn't be chipping away at the protection that he's given us. Right? What's yes. the point of having a shield and buckler if you cast it to the side or if you choose not to use it? What, what would be the point of that? Or any of the other armor that is found in Ephesians 6? There will be no point. <laughs> right? Yes. You shouldn't expect to come out victorious, right? Yes. You may not die, but there'll be some scars as a result, right? Yes. Okay. It opens us up, is what I'm saying. Four attacks from the enemy. And his intent is only to steal, kill, and destroy. So we should be mindful to again not give the enemy a foothold. Or any place in our lives. What else, sir? Okay. Don't remind me of what Stephen Howard said they stopped. Wait, back up. What Charles was talking about how 
that there's that there's demonic forces and that they're trying to keep them from listening. And so the Lord reminded me again with the minds and how the people, some of the people who had the dreams and told the king, they're executed. And the Lord reminded me that sin always still kills and destroys. And when they execute the people and they didn't heed it, when the Spaniards come, they became slaves. Well, virtual slaves. Not virtual. In reality, slaves. Right? Yes. Yes. But but do we not see that same? So you're, you're talking about, I'll say, international history, right? Or world history, as it were. But weren't they just given a lesson about history? And, and by that, I mean here in Acts. Yes. And did we not yes. see the same pattern? No, that was, uh, I don't want to say the Cliff Notes version of their history. Right, because clearly there's a whole entire Old Testament written up to that point. Yes? Yes. Up to yes. this point in, in the Hebrew and, and Jewish history, right? Yes. Yes. Of the history of Israel, where failure to heed the warnings and, and just come into alignment and be obedient with the Lord and his plan and purpose for our lives, didn't that also result in their bondage? Yes. Yes. How many times? Numerous. All the time. Every time. Every single time. Was it always immediate? No. 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 Was it always apparent immediately? There you go. Yes, it, that's the, what I was the, getting the, at. Re, the reality goes to all of us are slaves. We are either a slave of Christ, voluntary, and again, only because of the prompting of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in us, because not because of anything that we did, that we were so smart that we made that choice, <laughs> other right? than submitted to it once he gave us the heart and the mind to do that. Because we couldn't even do that if he didn't give us the heart and mind to do that. Mm-hmm. And if we're not that, then by default, we're slaves to the enemy. Amen. The, but the, the thing about, the interesting thing about that, what you just said, choosing to be a slave to Christ, or as Paul, Saul, who we're reading about, later becomes Paul, he says he's a bondservant to Christ, right? So slave, bondservant, same thing. But Jesus said what? I don't call you slaves. I call you friends. You are my, but he also says you are my friends if what? You do as I command you. You do as I command you because he's our God and we're his people, right? Yes. yes. So we see that same pattern here. Yes. And what I mean by it didn't happen immediately is as soon as they sinned, they didn't immediately go into, uh, they weren't immediately conquered, right? But the enemy already had a foothold because they opened the door. And the further and the longer they progressed in that and the wider they opened the door, it only resulted in their bondage and stealing, killing, and destroying them and everything they had, sending them into captivity numerous times for extended periods of time when only the Lord when they turned to him is the reason that they were brought out how many other since you promised we're talking about world history how many other I'll say civilizations groups of people ethnicities races whatever when civilizations is probably the best 
way to phrase it, when they went captive, still came out and still had their culture. None, with the one exception of the, of the Hebrew people. They were brought out multiple times and still maintained while there were some, you know, some changes to things like the language that there was clearly an influence. They've come out of captivity repeatedly and the Lord allowed them and gave them everything back, their land, their, right, all those things. Yes. Yes. Every other culture has ceased to exist, got consumed in with the culture and the society that took them captive. Yes. Yes. Which only further proves and shows us the power of the Lord and his will for us and those that would call him God and be his people. Actually be. There, there's action required. Yes. There's a difference between just saying the words and actually living it out. We, as Christians, as believers, as followers of Christ, are required to live out our faith. Not just claim we have it. Right? James talks about that. All right? Yes. You say you have faith and you have works. Well, I will show you my faith by my works. I can't earn it. Or I can't do enough to earn it. I can't just say I have it and there's nothing to, to prove it. But it is both the saying and the doing together. And by that, I mean by faith. It's trust in the Lord. It's being obedient to everything he says to say and do. And how he says to say it and do it, right? Yes. In our lives that further prove our faith in action toward him. That further prove our love by our obedience. And it's easy to be obedient when we fully trust the Lord. So I just want to encourage us today with that. Just fully trust the Lord. Just be obedient to Him. Okay? Yes. Anything else, sir? No, that was it. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us an opportunity to come to you, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, that we're able to study it, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for sending your son to die on the cross, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, 
find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.